You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, Denver? Chris Lopez here, and today's podcast episode is our quarterly updates on ADUs and what's happening around Denver and Colorado. I have our expert and co-host for the day, Stacy Rosansky with Envision Advisors. Stacy, how are you? Been going, doing well. Excited to go through these updates. Yes, I know we got some new neighborhood updates changing their AD rezoning. We've got six issues identified so far with the Denver committee. Uh, a sneak peek at some cost of building an ADU, uh, basement ADU out. Um, and before we j- jump into all that, we were talking before the show about just uh, how do we get more expertise on this show, and we are going to put together a panel in the future. So if anyone out there has expertise in their ADUs, we always love networking in there. So builders, lenders, investors, anyone in that space, reach out to us. We always want to have news and guests and potential panelists on our quarterly updates. So Stacy, jumping into the neighborhood rezoning, what is going on? Yeah, so the latest uh, rezoning, uh, full rezoning for for a neighborhood wide was in the Regis neighborhood, um, Northwest Denver, uh, lining up with its neighboring neighborhoods, Chaffee Park, Sloan's Lake that have already been rezoned neighborhood wide. So that was kind of the big city council passed that one. So what does that mean? So you said basically the same same updates they did to Sloan's and the, where's the other? Uh, Chaffee Park. So, okay. So just same updates to there? Yep. So okay. now you don't need to rezone your property to build an ADU on it. It's uh, it's saying every property in this neighborhood is eligible for an ADU. Still have to follow the standards to for ADU building. Um, but yeah, this, this graphic kind of shows that there's just over a thousand parcels that in that neighborhood that are now eligible for ADUs. So I think the article said, because this is off uh, Denver, right? What, 1,025 parcels mm-hmm. is what got rezoned? Exactly, yeah. And I mean, so put that in the context for us. What's that, what type of impact does that have on the market? Or do you think it'll have impact on the market? Um, I don't think it's a huge impact. It's just that we're seeing this overall trend, um, especially in district. This, this neighborhood is in district one. That's uh, council member Amanda Sandoval, who is really pushing for this ADU rezoning in all of her neighborhoods within her district. So we're just seeing that that's the trend that and and other neighborhoods are catching on. And but she's kind of like leading the charge, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly. And how many districts are there in the do you know? Because I don't I'm not super familiar with the structure or anything. Uh, I don't know. Okay, the total amount. Yeah. Um, So on here. Something before we actually hit record on here, we pull up this article and there's mm-hmm. a uh, beautiful image of a ADU. It's a uh, detached ADU in the backyard. It's a side view from the sidewalk. It's painted flipper gray with white trim. <laughs> Gorgeous. And you know this place. Yeah. This, so this is actually an uh, ADU project I worked on. It's uh, in the Westwood neighborhood. And it is become kind of the stock photo for <laughs> Denverite, at least uh, that they always use it when they're doing an ADU article. So kind of cool to see. Yeah, I love it. So if you guys see this, you know that Stacey was involved in that project. Yeah. When was it actually, do you remember when that was completed? 
Oh, jog my memory. It's probably 2018, 19. Okay. So three, four years ago or so. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. All right. So in terms of updates, uh, anything else going on outside of neighborhoods or outside of Regis? Um, the article just states that the West Highlands neighborhood will be kind of the next neighborhood on the on the docket to um, apply for and hopefully pass rezoning neighborhood wide. Um, and then just to kind of reiterate the other um, neighborhoods that have already passed it. We talked about Sloan's Lake, Chaffee Park, East Colfax, Villa Park, Barnum and Barnum West have also um, approved re- uh, rezoning neighborhood wide for ADUs. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Like as these, you know, like was a thousand twenty five lots got rezoned mm-hmm. as it plays out, like what percent of those, you know, for every thousand lots that are rezoned, that equals five ADUs or 20 ADUs. Like I'm really curious how that plays out over the next, I mean, it's going to take years to yeah, see that data. That would be If cool. we ever can track it, but it'd be really interesting to see. Um, and if anyone has a crystal ball out there, um, let us know your bets on that. Because <laughs> I'm really interested in how, like just how those numbers would play out. All right. So second main topic, you were telling me earlier how the Denver ADU committee has identified six main issues. Yeah. What are they and what does it all mean? Yeah. So I've been following along with the um, ADU committee. They meet once a month or once every six weeks and it's open to the public to kind of listen in. Um, but this was um, put out that this is the six main issues they've identified so far. I'll just read them off and then we can talk about them. But minimum lot size height in stories, building coverage exemption, bulk plane height, and reuse of existing structures and setbacks. So that's a lot of zoning and building code language right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but to me, it shows that, and this is true, ADUs are actually one of the most regulated building forms in the zoning code. And so that is is restrictive to what you can do. You know, we all know no property is made equal, then so it makes it really hard to fit these structures on your lot um, following all of these guidelines. So basically, the six main issues are just kind of pointing out the obvious that ADUs are complex and they're highly regulated. Right. Okay. Um, but you were sharing out some like different, just like different examples or like, hey, an ADU is limited to this, but you could do this, this, or this. Like it was some very interesting context you gave where it sounds like ADUs get a lot of heat Right. Um, when... It shouldn't just be focused on ADUs. Yeah, well, I think one of the things um, that also is, you know, part of the committee, what they're trying to do is like remove barriers so that more people can more easily build ADUs on their property. Um, and and so all of these things that they've identified, they're, they're also pretty costly and make ADUs even more expensive to build as well. Um, I think we were talking... Um, when we get into the the next article about kind of um, focus a focus on how do, how do you build ADUs in a suburban context, which there are a lot of suburban contexts in inside the city of Denver as well. Um, but I think I'm glad to see that they're you know pointing this out these you know regulations out because you know why not be able to have a tiny home in your backyard as an ADU? Yep, great. All right, so the next article moving on to there what. What stood out to you? I'm going to show on the screen here. Give us a rundown on what stood out. Yeah, this one was really just talking about the kind of, you know, piggybacking off what we're just talking about, but design standards for ADUs. Um, Again, they do have a lot of regulations um, and they're kind of recognizing in the committee what 
that each Denver neighborhood is a little different. And how do we, that, that maybe having one set of design standards for all ADUs isn't the right way to go about it. Can you give us like an example, like just how like, like a blanket design standards and how it just, you know, square peg round hole? Yeah. So I think for ADUs, a lot of them are, the idea of them is that they would be built off an alleyway. So that in itself, you know, not every lot has an alleyway mm. in Denver. And so how do we adjust that for, you know, people that want them, but, you know, are in the middle of a neighborhood and and don't have access to that. So how do we make the, you know, still efficient design that way? Oh, or even like corner lots or, you know, there's just so many different things that could come up. So I think they're realizing, hey, we can be, maybe we can be a little bit more flexible with that. Do they have any like proposed solutions in there or like how to, because I, I, I understand it, but it seems like a very complex yeah. answer and, and complex strategy to implement. Yeah, I don't think yet, but that, so I actually was invited to kind of sit in on like a subcommittee for on the ADU committee, just for suburban context. I happen to live in a suburban Denver neighborhood. Um, and I think more and more people, um, you know, they we have bigger lots in the suburban neighborhood, so they do, you know, could be conducive to ADUs, but we don't have alleyways. So it's just trying to figure out what's, you know, going to work for most people in the neighborhood. Okay. And I want to uh, get this in here. And you had mentioned earlier, like ADUs are restricted to building such and such height, mm-hmm. but you could do the main house such and such height. You could do this oh, with the yeah. garage. Like what... Like, give us those numbers, because that's the, I think, with the design build and the six main issues, um, it's very interesting when you have, like, actual, like, hey, here are other options you can do besides just an ADU. Yeah, I think when you, the the thing I think about is when people give pushback about ADUs, like, a, a big thing that comes up for people is privacy, right? Uh, especially, I think, in the suburban context where people have more larger lots, they value their privacy. Um but something to think about that I that always comes to mind for me. So an ADU right now, the it can be one and a half stories. So yeah, if somebody put that in their backyard, they would definitely be able to see into your yard most likely. Um, but your your neighbor right now, without asking your permission, could knock down their house and build up to 30, 35 feet. They're a 35 foot tall house. And so, so that's like next to what? 10, 12 feet taller than they do. Yeah. And that would definitely look directly into your backyard <laughs> as well. So I think when you kind of can weigh the options and how much more, you know, shade would that provide on your yard, a much taller building and much bigger in scale. And the, and right now they don't have to ask your permission to do that. That's just allowed on, um, I think, any Denver lot. Um, and same thing with a garage. garage. Garages right now have zero setback line. So that could a garage can be, I think, 17 feet tall and be right on your property line. So granted, no one's living in a garage, but still it's a big, it would be a big structure kind of. That's also around the property line. Right, like that's really close. That would be... So that's, I think, why they're discussing, you know, setbacks for ADUs and different things so that, you know, they're trying to incorporate what what makes sense for, for most people. Are they, I guess, and then putting the context with those other things that you pointed out to try to make it some more uniform? Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to go the more uniform route or like just, the idea is how do we make it more accessible? All right. And moving on to the next topic here. And this is just a sneak peek because we're going to actually record uh, a video just for YouTube only because you recently completed a, a special project, right, Stacy? I did. What is a project? Give us a sneak peek. <laughs> well, I I finished out my basement in a way that could be considered as an 
an attached ADU. So putting in a kitchen, putting in the egress windows, you know, rearranging some things. So it could be its own separate little unit. Yeah. So we'll do a little case study in here because we got numbers and photos. We'll dive in that topic on the video. So we'll link that in the show notes. And whether you're doing like an ADU, you know, an ADU in the basement, mother-in-law suite, we have a ton of clients asking about what it costs, how to do it. We have a lot of clients doing it. I've done it myself. So it's just a really good, uh, you know, update as to uh, how it works and an estimated cost. So Stacey, thanks so much for these updates. Uh, this was great. All the notes and links we'll put in the show notes so people can go out there and view it. And of course, if you have questions, they can reach out to you. Yep. We'll put your email and everything in the uh, show notes. So if you guys have interest in buying or selling, obviously reach out to Stacy. She knows the space very well. If you have general questions or comments they to use, let us know as well, because this is a great way that we use to network. And Stacy does a great job of kind of being like the, the center point to talk to everyone and kind of like submit all the information and then mm-hmm. come back and tell us on the podcast. Yeah. And actually we have a couple more deal analysis coming up because we've done Ooh, some recent right. ADU transactions with some people that are going to start building an ADU and some that renovated an, AD, an existing ADU. So those will be some exciting podcasts to watch out for. Yes. Thanks for reminding us. All right, Stacy, thank you. And listeners, let us know what questions you have. Mm-hmm.